So within this podcast, we're talking about why foster parents are, you know, actually really important in the process. And then I'll explain right now what is actually going on since COVID has occurred. So the importance of foster parents, especially now because post-COVID and during the entire pandemic, there has been some issues with finding foster parents because they are afraid to allow someone to enter into their home. And of course, the dog would speak, but they were afraid to allow foster children to enter their home due to, you know, who they might have been around and how they might interact with their family and maybe passing on the virus. And typically, they wouldn't know how long that child would be inside their home with them. And the issue being that a child can be there for a week and then the foster parent would technically, you know, still have their home open for another child to fill that spot. And so it would be difficult to limit the spread of the virus, especially at the height of the pandemic, if you had kids being rotated into different homes because they needed it. However, there has been a lot of foster parents being reluctant of doing this because that factor is valid. But then on the other side of this, we have foster youth being kept at like the sites. So at the Jane Etna, but at the foster care building, welfare building in offices and house in very not safe environments. And so the foster youth technically they're suffering and have been suffering where they didn't have stability and a place to go. And so when you do the research, it's pretty awful of them having to be in places that they shouldn't. And even though we had this pandemic, it's it hasn't uplifted you know, the number of children that are entering into foster care. But the number of foster parents that's signing up has dwindled down. And I really want to talk about the importance even through these times. So I was talking to someone about, you know, becoming a foster parent and the entire process, but it makes me think of two different things. Number one, if there is a true need for foster parents, will people skip some of the steps, the required steps, the thorough background, allow red flags to be missed because the need for them outweighs the safety or the protocol 
So I want to discuss why being a foster parent is crucial. It's truly important. The reason why is because really children need that support. They need that this they need the stability. But they just need someone that's going to be in their corner and advocate for them while keeping them safe. And when I look at a lot of children in general, the rudeness is that a lot of them are coming from disenfranchised communities. So you don't even have your neighbor keeping you in line, checking your behavior, and then you might come from a single parent household. And so it's a little bit more difficult to keep your child in line if you're the only one that's really looking after them. But in foster care, when you're in a group home, it's much more lenient to a child to like just get into a lot of things because it's the staff is not constantly being on you. And so becoming a foster parent while it might be difficult to, you know, interact with someone that might have challenges, you know, that you have to go through some challenges with. But the satisfying factor of this is that if you teach us lessons and those lessons stick, we attribute our success to what you provided. And when you see us succeed through all the odds that were stacked up against us and we accomplish all that we do in life, right? And we have you to thank as a foster parent. That feels wonderful. But if we don't have the people, the community to support us, then we can't say that we can become successful sometimes is more difficult. Not saying that it's impossible, but it's more difficult of a journey for foster youth to become successful without the support, without the programs, without the people, especially the elders with wisdom, telling us, this new generation, how we're supposed to act, how we're supposed to be, what we should be doing, how to stay focused, how, you know, there's so many things that I can say, but for me personally, I had a lot of support. I sought out my support. So I basically wanted to be around women who were doing things that I wanted to do. But not everybody has that ambition to seek out the help. So a lot of the times, it's people that just are there and they provide these services to us. Because I'll admit, I sought it out when someone sought me out. So example is that I had an independent living caseworker and she noticed that she will always get all the the youth involved but she would always mention it to everyone to get into tag which was the teen advocacy group youth council and there you got to learn about the rules the regulations of foster care the behind the scenes the legislation 
all of the things that would affect our lives that most of the time we never got to see. And then talk to the people that had the power to control and regulate what happens to me. We got to speak to them. And so if it wasn't for her to initiate that, I would probably be doing something different, like sports, more than more than likely. But she brought me into a world as a support system, propping me up to getting me connected to other resources to help me, right? And upon her getting me into that circle, I then took the initiative to start talking to more people and making those connections and saying to myself, like, oh, I think that this might be of value to me. So let me keep it. Let me talk to more people. Let me get around more people. And so I had a mentor and I will always seek out other mentors. If you told me about a mentorship program, I would typically get another mentor for a different aspect of my life. So I always had a mentor for different reasons. Maybe it was my career-driven reason, right? Because I wanted to go to college. And so I had someone who's already been through those steps and graduated, and they walked me through their process. I had someone that I needed to deal with my emotional you know, things that I had, my relationships. And so I watched how she interacted with people. So being a foster parent and that advocacy is you telling us or introducing to us of new resources and connections to people that maybe at the time we don't have the value in. We don't see the value because as a teenager, we might not see the value of getting connected with all these people because if we have emotional barriers that are blocking us and mental barriers that's blocking us, yes, it's more difficult for us to connect to someone and build this relationship with someone and open and be vulnerable with them. And so sometimes we miss the valuable pieces in that. But as a foster parent, you have the ability to now encourage us and to stay up on us and to continuously feed into us that encouragement. And it's a challenge for foster parents, yes, but it's worth it. And so when I see these new post, post-COVID foster youth, I'm questioning myself, is this a time where foster parents should pull back or pour into? And it's a time for us to pour into because now the new age foster youth is not just dealing with abandonment issues and insecurity and all of the list of things that they might individually deal with. Now they also have to deal with becoming more adultified and forced to mature a lot faster and deal with adult issues that they shouldn't have to deal with. And one thing particularly is the homelessness because 
Because you don't have a home to stay in, you're staying at the office building. Or now you're being placed or not placed or forced to run away and be in a toxic relationship with a person or becoming a a preyed on person, a victim, you know, for someone to prey on you because you don't have a place to go and you don't have the necessary support around you to help you navigate and prevent someone trying to prey upon you. And so post-COVID, and even though this was happening before COVID of situations like this, post-COVID reminds me of more in the heightened sense of these occurrences happening because there is not that level of protection for them. There is a limited amount of space now. And so I think now more than ever, there is a huge demand on foster parents and quality foster parents. Quality foster parents who care about the child's well-being. Because if they are taken from their families, typically it was for a reason. And what we wouldn't want is to have a so-so okay foster parent. And then they're put into a placement that's not so developing for them, right? It's not challenging for them and for the youth. It's not engaging and high-spirited for the youth. And so... That that youth, that teenager, that child then starts to not feel comfortable and things are happening inside of the house that shouldn't happen, right? Emotional outrage and things that shouldn't occur. I don't know. But quality foster parents who take the time to listen, who take the time to understand and then to take the time to connect that foster child who's going through all these emotional things and really don't know how to release it properly because they really weren't taught how to handle their emotions and so they're just acting on what they think they should do and how they've seen it being displayed and so they're acting out what they are used to because that's what they've seen that's what they know and so for quality foster parents understanding not to take that personal and trying to connect them with the best resource possible to helping them become better and to eliminate certain behaviors that they are used to because it's not it's not a bad behavior it's a it's a routine that they got into. It's behaviors that become habits, right? So when I discuss behaviors, certain behaviors are learned because it's needed to survive. Others, it's for protection. And so quality foster parents understand that certain behaviors is attributed to different factors, survival, protection, And so they navigate in a way that is a little bit different. And so they are there for the long run. And what we need is more foster parents who's there 
for that long run, that long stretch. Because now, more than ever, our community is suffering because we're having a lack of quality foster parents. And the ones who do it are not as quality anymore. They're not of substance. And unfortunately, that trickles down to the foster youth. And unfortunately, some of the other circumstances that they might get into is a facility that when I got introduced to it, because I didn't know anything about it until like a couple of months ago, actually, it just reminds me of a jail or a, how would I say this, like a, a drug facility, a drug rehab facility, the way that it's discussed and mentioned reminds me of those things. And I always would tell people that foster youth, is they're paying the price and the punishment of what their parents and their families have done. So the quality foster parent eliminate the alternative you know, areas that they go into, sleeping at the well, child welfare building or in their cars or at someone's friend's house. But it eliminates the dangerous zones that could happen for a foster child. And it gives them that safety and stability. And so I just want to wrap up here and just wanted to say that we definitely need more quality foster parents and it's needed right now post-COVID so if you enjoy this podcast definitely just listen Um, we do our weekly podcast episodes we have been off a little bit a little bit um, over like a month I have not posted however I do plan to get back into posting every single week on my regular time on Thursdays, we do have some podcast episodes where I did some interviews with people and I'm going to release that probably on another day. I was thinking Tuesday just because of my normal time. I still want to release my normal podcast where it's just me. But Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram. Primarily, that's where we post. We also go live. Well, it's me. So I go live on Instagram. And then I am really trying to get into other social medias. So we do have a Facebook. I do not regularly check it. So if you definitely need to follow me and say something to me, check me out on Instagram. Because I am always there strolling, looking and commenting back to you and then if you wanted to send me like a private message to let me know how you feel and what's going on you can definitely use instagram for that as well but until then i'll talk to you later thank you